Yo, what's up, guys? This is your host, Jerry. This week, I was joined by Oni. Him and his friend Cyber Serum have a track called Shattered, which came out today. There's a link in the description for that. You should go check that out. Also, just a little update on the podcast front. I got six episodes that I'm sitting on right now. I'm going to post them either weekly or bi-weekly. I'm not sure yet. Depends how fast I can edit them. I'm just trying to kind of figure that out. But letting you guys know, there should be an episode out, one per week. So, thanks for coming out. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, man. Thanks for reaching out. I have some basic questions that I kind of ask everyone. Um, so, first, I would like to ask, what is your name? Uh, my, my name is Arnab Nandi. Um, I'm Indian. Like I was born here, but my parents actually immigrated um, from India. And I, I produce under the alias Oni, uh, which means demon in Japanese. Yeah, I watched a lot of anime. I really like uh, Samurai X, like Roroni Kenshin. I don't know if you know that one, but like he uh, he was a samurai and kind of back during this war, um, they called him a demon. They called him an oni because he was just killing everyone. And I don't do that. I make music, but <laughs> <laughs> okay, good clarification. I fuck with like I'm kind of a basic bitch when it comes to that stuff. I like love the Studio Ghibli films. I love Samurai Champloo and like Cowboy oh, Bebop. I love Champloo. Yeah, those are two of my favorites right there. Yeah, those are so good. I like them because they're also short and sweet. Yes, yes. I hate when an anime is like 800 episodes. I can only make it through the first 100. I'm like, all right, I can't do this. No end in sight. Yeah. No, I feel that. Um, all right. Next question. What DAW do you use? Um, I use Ableton. I started using it, um, I have 9.5. I started using it at the beginning of last year because I just got a new laptop. I was actually using uh, Fruity Loops 10 for uh, about five years or so. How long have you been producing for? Um, I started producing back in 2011, uh, around May or June. Oh, okay. Wow, yeah. Yeah. It's been a minute. A minute, I guess. (laughs) I guess you could say. In Philly, a minute can mean anything. So you're from Philly. How's uh, how's living out there? Have you lived there your whole life? So I'm from the burbs of Philly, like 30 minutes out, like uh, Valley Forge National Park and the King of Pressure Mall is really close to my house. Um, but I've been living in the city for about seven or eight years. I'll always be a suburban boy at heart, but... I know, same. Right now I'm a city folk. <laughs> Can't get away from it. Um just want to kind of start out with a light question what was your first concert experience okay good question um okay so back in high school i used to play the drums um i used to be super into fish i still love fish um yeah obviously i don't listen to jam music as much as i used to but they were my first show back in 2010 i was in 10th grade and i had such a great experience i was kind of infatuated with concerts after that so that started out your role what was your next move well, the next concert I went to was actually Dead Mouse at the Electric Factory. I think it was the following summer. That was like a little bit before I started listening to house music and kind of getting into to, to the idea of electronic music. 
Okay, so that that kind of brings into another question. Yeah, it's like, how did you get introduced to electronic music? So it started with that. Then I went to a couple more shows. I saw Bass Nectar the following fall, which um, was really cool, especially as a you know I was pretty young then. I was like seventeen, and um, that that started to get me fascinated with it. But um, what really did it for me was the song uh, "Gamma Ray Burst" by Downlink. It was um, it's a really heavy dubstep song, but it has a lot of cool sound, and like the sound is used kind of in a melodic way. You know, it has a, a line to it. But but the first time I heard that, I thought, wow, y- you can make music like this. Like I didn't know this was even an option. So, um, were you part then, of the dubstep uh, era? Um, you know, it, it definitely started a little bit before my time. Like, I will say there are a lot more people who, like, I think it really started to become bigger in like 2007, 2008. That's kind of when the seeds were planted. And around like 2011, 2012 is when it really blew up. And yeah. for a really long time, that was like my main interest was dubstep music. I found it the most fascinating you know it's pretty difficult to make and um i don't know that that kept me going for about five years um Mm -hmm. it was only like at the beginning of last year i found that i was starting to become less interested in it and um Mm -hmm. that's because after hearing it for five years you hear a new track and you're like okay that's cool but i've kind of heard it before and you know every once in a while a producer will make something that totally stands out or hasn't really been done before but just a majority of the tracks kind of were less interesting to me and that doesn't mean they're bad necessarily you know it's just i don't like it as much yeah i feel that i uh, i felt the same way and i took a break from it for a while and i don't really know what i was listening to for a while um so i want to just like go straight into a track and i want to start with uh well, actually, okay, let me preface. So this track is on Jadu Dala. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Jadu is run by two guys, um, Jesse Babini and Nathaniel Costco. And so Jesse, he produces under the name Rich Fellow. Um, he makes a lot of club music and stuff. Um, so about four years ago, he he moved into this apartment that was right next to mine, and we ended up becoming friends. And I met Costco eventually through Jesse, maybe like three years ago. <clears throat> and uh, Costco had been doing stuff on, um, he had been running a label called Best of EDM. And um, for a while they started talking about uh, this thing, Jadu Dalla, and that they were going to make a new label. And for months, I remember asking them for months, like, when are you guys going to start that label? When are you guys going to start that label? And so they finally did it. They've been doing really big stuff. Um, Jesse's a great producer, and Costco's, he, uh, he's a great label manager, too. He's, um, he's great at talking to people and stuff. Um, so, so that's how I know them. And um, so it, if you listen to their music, it tends to be on more of the chiller side. You know, there's a lot of trap and stuff. Um, but they always wanted to expand outwards, and they were always kind of interested in having me on. And um, so last year I got my new laptop. I started a bunch of new music. I kind of, for the most part like recycled all my old music you know i kind of want to do new things and um and and my stuff's a little harder definitely than what they release and um i I would hang out with jesse occasionally and i would show him that track and i remember the first time i showed him that track was like six months ago and um and he was like yo you should release this on jadu dala and i was like ah you know i kind of dismissed it because it's like 
totally different than what they release. Um, and I was hanging out with him again, like maybe two months ago, and I showed it to him again because you know I updated it a bit, and he said it again, like, "Yo, you should release Hanjadu Dala." So I hit him up uh, the next day or so, and I was like, "Hey, like." You said this twice, so it makes me think you're down for it. And um, I mm-hmm. sent it to them, and lo and behold, they were down to release it. They do have some chill stuff, but I've definitely heard some harder tunes. Yeah, they're um, they're they're going places for sure. I love their art. It's so simple. It's like a gradient, <laughs> and then yeah, some oh, animal Jesse, or fruit. Jesse will be glad to hear that. He, <laughs> I mean, it's it's fun. It's it's simple, you know. So what I want to say about that tempo, the whole like 170 to 175 range, you know, also 87.5 if you want to get technical. Um, I'd always been really interested in that tempo um, and I would spin there sometimes, I would produce there sometimes. Um, But what I like about it is that super diverse in what you can do with it. Because, you know, you have drum and bass music, which is at that tempo, then you also have halftime. Um, which lets you kind of switch it up more. And when, when I'm DJing, it's really fun to switch up the vibe and keep it smooth, you know? Um, but you could also, like, do trap stuff there, which is cool. Um, so I've been trying to incorporate um, a kind of mix of genres in my music at times. Not every time, but, like, but that's what I was going for there, essentially. Do you make a lot of drum and bass? Um, I do as of lately. I, I was in the past years, like, during the first four to five years of my production, I considered myself a very diverse artist because I would make some house music or I'd make some dubstep or some drum and bass. And that was cool, but I just had so much trouble finishing up tracks that, like, mm-hmm. it, it was tough to say. Like, you, you would go to my SoundCloud and you weren't really sure of what I was. Uh, and, and, you know, some people like Kill the Noise are really great at producing all over the place, but he's also like full time and is really good at finishing tracks. And so around last year, I think it was because I was submitting to some show, and I think it might have been a drum and bass related perhaps, but I was talking to the promoter and he said, Well, I don't really see this kind of music on your profile. I'm seeing like house and stuff. And I realized I'd kind of box myself out and I needed to establish myself a little differently so the last year almost all the tracks I've been working on have been um, 174 175 and not that I don't enjoy uh, making house music or dubstep um, but this is just more in my interest uh, and uh, the direction I want to go yeah so you that's yeah so you have a definite direction some people you go on their soundcloud and it's like i make whatever i fucking want and it's just like all right yeah i mean do what do what you gotta do but so it's it, yeah i mean it sounds like you've been in it for long enough they're like okay this is what i want to label myself as is and this is where i want to go 
So let's do that for a little bit. It, it, I know, it's almost like bittersweet, you know? You just want to express yourself musically, but when you want to do something like get booked for a show, it's like you kind of have to have mm-hmm. a, a persona or something, you know? It has to yeah. be more definitive. And oh, I still yeah. make a little bit of house music here and there, but I'm just planning on like releasing that stuff separately from uh, Oni. a song you sit down what's it look like like what's your process well there's a couple different ways i think a track can start i think the best way is when you have an idea in your head and you're like cool i need to get this out and you sit down at your daw and you kind of make something like it it's always impossible to make it sound exactly like it given the tools we have but um but that's always a good start that has a good flow um, and then other times, you know, you're just sitting at your dawn and you're like, I want to I wanna make something. So you start messing around, and the more you mess around, like, things start to form, you know, and you got a, a track coming together. <clears throat> and, um, okay, so w- once a track is started from there, um, I like to kind of form the structure of the track to give it a, a skeleton. And from there, I will kind of tune it up, make it a little more complicated, uh, make things sound better. Um, I, I get to a point creatively where I'm like, okay, this is definitely good for the most part creatively of what I want to do. Uh, I'm going to start mixing this down. And, um, you know, a mix down obviously has to be really low and level. <clears throat> so most of the times, you know, I'm turning all the all the uh, meters down and stuff. I'm EQing and compressing. And, you know, once the mix down is done, it's time for mastering. And, um... That's complete track, and it sounds really easy, but as a process, it takes a long time, as I'm sure you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a long, that's a long, but it's a lot to do for one person. Honestly, you know, a long mm-hmm. time ago it was just like one person was for each of those steps. Now you just do it all, mm-hmm. which is impressive. Going back to the idea, is there anything that gets you in kind of like a zen mode <clears throat> to <clears throat> yes, get that yes, idea? Um, I will say. Sometimes when I go to see a show and the artist is really great and the music is great, that gets me thinking about ideas. Sometimes I'm just standing there at the show and I got these ideas in my head. Maybe I'll produce like the day after and I'll have a good outcome. Other times though, sometimes I'll come home from like a full day of work and I'll just be feeling good. I have energy to work. So I'll sit down at my computer for a couple hours and just work on music. Yeah. So. You have a job outside of music as well. Mm-hmm. It's not very glamorous, no. That's okay, dude. I'm a dog walker. It's not super glamorous, but, I mean, it's it pays my bills. Yeah. It allows it, me it, to make music. You gotta. It, it's tough out here, man. It's tough to make a buck off music. I feel that. Um, another question. Uh, what is the best reaction you've ever got from someone listening to your music? Um, okay, the best reaction I ever got, I'll give you two. The first one's more serious. Um, so uh, when I first got to Temple, I met a few friends who were DJs. I showed them my music. This was back when I was doing a lot more dubstep stuff, and they were super into it. And they showed um, they showed my music to some of their friends, you know, wherever they were. Mm-hmm. And um, 
maybe a year later, I had met some of these friends, and there was this girl named Shyler, and I was riding in her car with her boyfriend and two of our friends, and um, I forget when it was mentioned, but someone was like, oh, yeah, this is Oni, and they were both like, you're Oni? Nah, I'm like, yeah, I'm Oni, and they're like, oh, my God, your song, Dragon of the East, is what got me into dubstep, and I was like, wow, like, no one's ever said that to me before, so... So that was really cool. That's um, amazing. Yeah. Um, the second time, now, occasionally, I will use my powers of production for, I will say, evil. I will make something <laughs> hilarious. You know, you know. There, there's a lot of people that do that. Like meme um, tracks? Pretty much. I actually was the first person to ever upload Shrek dubstep. Very first no. person. But I made this other track for my friend Terry where I took... Uh, I took the song Mad World and I like rearranged the lyrics to make it sound very silly and um, our one friend Harry was drinking a two liter of Mountain Dew and we were listening to this track and halfway through the track Smash Mouth starts playing the song All Star really quietly and he's mid gulp when this is happening and he just like runs out of the room and like goes to the bathroom and he came back and we were like Harry what happened he was like I was drinking my Mountain Dew and I heard the Smash Mouth playing and I started choking on my Mountain Dew because I was laughing yeah good times the sample in the intro yes okay so that one i was downloading some just some vocal sample packs for edm and um yeah i know when i was starting that track i was like you know what i'm gonna mess with the sample i kind of like it i mean i feel like sometimes you find the best stuff in those random sample packs of like edm whatever sound um so there's a 
there's one or two layers in there. Obviously, there's a separate base layer, but um, as far as the synths, um, I think there's one of the, so I'm using Serum, and one of the patches is like some kind of, not like modern talking, but they call it like native talking. Mm. And the, the one oscillator on there, instead of just kind of being a simple, like, open close kind of thing it's like the more you go down the oscillator it'll kind of go like wah 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 like mm. it's not just like wow it's like wah 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 mm. okay so that'll be some that'll be some fun audio to work with yeah we can um, <laughs> play the last song that you sent me and then I got a couple uh, wrap-up questions solo work is just a, a couple of sounds you know but use more musically but that one was very like you know we'd go from part to part be like all right let's try this sound out let's mess with this one and uh yeah it definitely has a lot of development a lot of sounds a lot of channels lot dude of it channels. sounds like it has a lot of channels on it yeah do you yeah, know how many um, i'm sorry do you know how many I think it has something like 80 channels. Um, I actually, our our buddy Sensei uh, is about to remix it, and I need to make stems for him, and it's going to take me forever because there's so many sounds, but uh, it'll definitely be worth it. You were to meet a version of yourself right when you started producing music what would you tell him okay i would tell him that there's one really important thing about music production i think is important to always keep in mind which is that unlike other instruments like a guitar for example um the computer and software hardware it's always advancing you know, like music now versus music like eight years ago, there's a big difference in sound quality. Oh, yeah. So like a guitar, you can learn to play it as many ways as you can. But at a certain point, you're not really going to learn new things about playing it. Um, whereas, you know, this is just going to keep advancing. There's always going to be new versions of Ableton. There's always going to be new MIDI keyboards and stuff. So my, my advice would be to keep up with that and keep learning. Okay. Interesting. That's a that's good advice. All right, now on the reverse or on the 
flip side, I don't know. Um, if you were to somehow look into the future at yourself, what would you hope to see? Like, let's say five years in the future. Well, okay. Obviously, I'd like, you know, more attention in the sense of more listeners, more fans. Um, but at the same time, something I've learned over the years is to kind of take everything in stride. Like, the very first year I was producing, I was convinced that everything I was making was fire. And <laughs> after about a year, I was like, wait, I, I suck at this. Like, I need to work on it and get better. Um, so I hope in the future I still can be humble about it. You know, I never want to be smug about what I do. I hate to toot my own horn about my music. Um, I also am looking for a career as an audio engineer, you know, so I hope I'm, I have a good job, like hopefully working uh, ideally in a recording studio, but you know, wherever I can apply those skills. Um, I, I, I would have liked to, like, I really love Noisia. I love their label. I love Ivy Lab. I love, you know, given what I produce, like, that's just in my interest. So by then, I would have, had a, like, liked to be associated with them, you know, at least released on there. It's my goals. So a good release on a label that you like, hopefully an audio engineer, and still being modest, not like... Yeah, I know that sounds weird. It's it's like unmodest saying it, but... No, no, no. Well, the question is unmodest in itself. It's like, oh, me in five years, the ideal vision? I'm, I want a Grammy. Like, I mean... <laughs> Maybe in like 15 years. Yeah, it's just like a fun wrap-up question, kind of. But, mm -hmm. dude, I want to thank you so much. I, The people in my house, I live with four other people. They're emerging... That's cool, man. Dude, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for reaching out. It's been a blast.